of this day, your day. Teach me. Guide me. Let your face shine on me, Father God. Holy Spirit, to guard my tongue, show kindness and compassion always about you, Father. With all my brothers and sisters and whoever has an ear to let them hear, but this gospel I share is yours. It is about you. It's about Lord Jesus and his coming for me and for them. Abba Yahweh Aman, Yeshua Aman, Parakritos Aman. So I shared a whole bunch of things about you on uh, perspective and kept going back and doing um, continuing episodes of the podcast about that. But you have to keep something very dear, close. Keep it in mind, keep it in your heart and save it because it is truth. It is truth of the love of God, love of Jesus, and why they came together with us, and they did, came together. Jesus was here through the Father, came from God, part of God, teaching the Holy Spirit, came after Jesus departed to go back home, prepare our homes, our eternal home. But remember that coming for us, coming for me to save our soul, to redeem us from that thing that that Satan drives for. And I admonish those again, I will say this, that if you choose to ignore the sharing of the reality of the enemy and you declare that, oh, that's just glorifying Satan when you talk about him and you do that, you've put attention on him, you are a foolish, foolish person. You choose to ignore your enemy, you will surely perish. And you choose to ignore what God sends as a truth. It's like a military person. If you go and you are trying to have somebody warn you about the impending attack and the, and the onslaught of the enemy that is out there in real, that's firing rockets and shooting bullets and throwing grenades and reality and say, oh, you know what, that's just glorifying the enemy. I'm going to go in the bunk and I'm going to, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to read or I'm going to go and get some coffee. And you don't want to hear the tactical explanation and you don't want to hear your leader who is trying to keep you alive. You're a fool and you're going to die. And I've seen it happen many times. Same thing. Those of you that take that label tape and slap it on your forehead and claim to be a Christian, yet you don't want to hear about the reality of the enemy, then you choose to ignore the word of God because the word of God declares by a number of authorities. And the primary is Lord Jesus himself telling us that the enemy is real and seeks to destroy, to separate us from the Lord God Almighty, the truth and that we will perish. And he was the first one that started talking about the enmity of Satan and us. And then you had Peter. Then you had Paul. And there were others, if you read through the letters, read through the gospel, and it warns us that the devil is real and he's there. What is his greatest desire? Is to thwart our perspective and our connection to God Almighty. When you slip, you err, one of the biggest things, help me here. And this is truth, and it comes through uh, 
you'll find this, that your thought, what, what are your thoughts when you err and you, you trip up and you fall in the, uh, what's the, some of the first things that you start thinking about is, oh man, I can't possibly talk to God now. I can't possibly be in prayer. I can't go to church. I, man, I just, I'm not worthy. I did, man, I messed up. Where do you think those thoughts come from? They coming from God? Nope. Prayer, Bible, forgiveness, all there, all real, all true. So don't focus on the enemy and don't turn and look around every corner. See, when I first went up into the mountains, I started, man, I had that citified attitude going on. I lived up there for nearly two years. I was looking for a boogeyman behind every tree, behind every rock, behind the cabins when I walked, I started to go out into the world. I learned to leave my flashlight behind because the light was with me. And those animals weren't hunkering up behind every tree and rock and looking to jump on me and, and kill me. But here's the thing that's true, is that the enemy does seek to catch you off guard and ambush you, but the enemy is not those things that are around us. He can manipulate and get you into situations, but the enemy is real. His minions are real. But the thing of it is that God is sovereign. God is protection. God always listens. God always forgives. He will never deny you if you come to the Lord with earnest repentance and in your heart that you know that you goofed. He's not going to deny you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Jesus Christ came. He was the word from the beginning. He is the truth. The perspective that we need to have is a higher perspective. We need to be looking at things through the lens of our Lord Jesus. We need to stay in prayer. We need to focus on God and not the enemy. But don't ignore the enemy. Don't, don't ignore the warnings. Don't ignore the fact that when, if somebody knows and they're sharing with you, oh, I don't want to hear about that. No, I'm going to pick and choose what I want to read about in the Bible. And I don't want to read about that. I don't want to read about bad stuff. I don't want to this and I don't want to that. I'm just going to go over here to the bluebirds of happiness. Always tweeting around in these particular scriptures. And those are the ones that I'm going to read. Because, you know, I, I don't want to be, I don't want to be a, a downing daisy. I, I don't want to be like that. Excuse me? What world and what book of scripture and what truth are you listening to change your perspective because you are being drowned by white noise interference of the enemy himself and you're trying to make this about not Satan but it is because that's exactly what he wants you to believe and how he wants you to act act like there's nothing going on and then you of course here's the retort that some of those taped Christians declare, well, I never seem to have a problem. Why? Because he doesn't need to pest you because you're already walking in his shadow. And you share the language like Jesus explained to the Pharisees and they didn't understand. And the reason they couldn't recognize truth because they spoke the language of their father and their father was Satan and he spoke lies and they spoke lies. So you've already been, 
you've had gallons and gallons and gallons of white noise interference dumping in your head. So now you're saying that I don't have any problems. Well, of course, doesn't have any problems because he already knows that you're his. Your problems come when you start declaring that the Lord, you are the Lord's child and you are an heir and a joint heir to the kingdom of the heaven of God. So, like the old song, I never promised you a rose garden. God never promised. Jesus never promised that every single thing we do from our acceptance of him and saying, I, I will believe that Jesus Christ came for me. Nothing in the scriptures anywhere does it say that everything is going to be now honky-dory and perfect and you're going to float above the ground. You don't have to worry about anything at all ever again. Well, it doesn't say that anywhere in the scriptures. What it does say is that God will never leave you nor forsake you. I've shared this with you before. Somebody, sometimes you get separated in a big mall or something, you, you, they, they just, they left and you didn't notice them go. But when they forsake you, they take you into a major problem, a major issue, and then they walk away and leave you to deal with it on your own. That's forsaking. Big difference. God does not leave. God does not separate. God does not forsake you the only back turning and the only separation that goes on is from us towards God turn your back ignore don't listen don't focus don't pray don't stay in the word believe the white noise fall away and say "Ah, I don't feel like doing this anymore you know I thought so. I thought it was this way. I thought so. Well, guess what? You're not thinking that way. You're buying into the white noise interference of Satan and the minions that he has going toward you. You bought it. Hook, line, and sinker. So then you turn your back on God. You become like the prodigal son or daughter. So you start going out and Prodigal living is just when you go out and do whatever you want, be whatever you want, drink however much you want, you know, all that stuff you do, and then you wine and dine, and you're going out whoring and orgy parties and all that stuff. That's exactly what it is, just going out and doing what you want. And that boy took himself because he thought that he could handle everything better, and he left and he went out and wound up living with a pig. Well, essentially, you're doing the same thing. You're living with the pigs, how great is that where you go out and you get so drunk and you, you throw up on yourself and you fall sick, you pass out drunk and then you wake up and you got all that foul, sour scent and you, and you can, you know, hey, is that too descriptive? Well, tough. Guess what? I don't care because my evaluation comes from God. What I say to you is truth and it might hurt. Well, it's only going to hurt for a minute. Just like when they stick that needle in your arm with those lies that they pour into you and they get people to believe all that. And now they're trying a different tactic because it didn't work so well. It worked well for a lot of people because it got them to take that poison. But at any rate. And then you wake up with that sour stench and then, you, oh man, why did I do that? Oh, 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 oh. And then that little voice starts in there. Well, you know, just... 
go get clean up and we're gonna go out again tomorrow. They're they're looking for you to meet them and blah blah blah. And then you go home, you get cleaned up, and you go out and you do it all again. Well, pretty foolish. Our perspective needs to be higher than being drugged down through the mud. And I'm telling you this because the truth <clears throat> will sometimes hurt, but the truth is always the truth. The thing about lies, they might seem okay and taking you a certain direction, but a lie is a lie and it gets you to see things out of perspective, out of focus. The thing about the truth is that it's always a truth. And God's truth is to have us walk that higher plane. I love the old gospel songs. I love some of these things. Lord, lift me up and let me stand. Lord, lift me up on heaven's tableland. What's that, what's that person talking about? They're talking about a big wide expansive mesa a big area where you can look out and you can just see what do you see what are you looking at you just see there's no obstruction there's nothing that blocks your view and you can see out there you can see the, the tops of clouds edge of clouds the colors and all the things just beautiful all the things that God makes Lord lift me up and let me stand on higher ground higher ground. That's the perspective we need to have, is what do you see when you're on higher ground? If you're down here in the doldrums and you keep yourself down there and you focus on that, therein lies the problem. It's not whether or not somebody's talking about the devil. It's where's your perspective? Where's your focus? Is your focus going to be on fear? Is your focus going to be on the enemy all the time? Is your focus going to be on the minions? No. You just are aware that the enemy is real. You're aware that the enemy is going to come at you all the time. Because why? Because they were there in the kingdom of heaven at one time. Now those enemies that are his most powerful minions. Some teachers call them the Chaldeans. The Chaldeans were a powerful guerrilla warfare nation. They were good at what they did. So those fallen angels that were cast out with Satan are those. They are very good at what they do. They know scriptures. They know things. They can do many things contrary. And then he's got those minions that he controls like little puppets out here in the world. And they will try to drive you to that derisiveness, that hatred. What do you think? Where do you think all that's coming from out here in our world? God made the tonation. We determine the character. That's fact. It's in the Bible. If it were not so, I would have told you. Got to remember something about me. I don't care about all the negativity that people try to pour out on me and try to throw and put on me that, Oh, who's he think he is? Well, I think I'm me. I think I'm a son of God. I think I'm an heir, joint heir with Jesus Christ. And I think, no, I don't think it. I believe that everything that I share and tell you is the truth. 
And I've also invited many of you many times and often do try my spirit. The Holy Spirit will not deny my truth. Why? Because it's his truth. You don't want to listen. Here we go. I haven't said this in a long while. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> and the fact that you decide you want to follow the dark perspective and not follow the light perspective, my valuation doesn't come from you. My valuation comes from God Almighty, HSU University, Heaven Saint University, signed my credentials, lets me say the truth, speak the truth, <clears throat> and if I don't speak the truth, or I wander too, too far off track and start getting into my platform, he lets me know. He doesn't allow it. I don't mind that. Why? Because he's teaching me. Why? Because my father is trying to keep me stepping in the right direction. Not, uh, pardon me, let me rephrase that. My father is keeping me stepping in the right direction, not trying. God doesn't need to try because he always succeeds. He's keeping me stepping in the right direction where the lack of success comes from is, is on our part. If we decide to ignore what we're being told and taught and you decide that you want to not pay attention and you decide that you only want the bluebirds of happiness and the lilies in the field and you don't want to hear about the truth, then you need to change your perspective. You need to get right. You need to pray and you need to repent, period. If you don't like the delivery, I don't care. Valuation doesn't come from you. You can go join all those woke people that are out there that have all the answers and they know everything and they want to be part of that. What they have, they went from being uh, what was it, millennial know-it-alls. They went to the uh, they went to being woke that they have all the answers, they know everything, and then they went into cancel culture where they can get you deleted out of social media and they talk to everybody and, and nobody listens anymore. Well, guess what? That shouldn't be a matter. People get so wrapped up in those individuals who are, incidentally, minions of hell. Quite honestly, they're minions of hell. They are working for Satan because why? Condemnation, derisiveness, attitude, blame, where does all that come from? It comes from hell. It comes from Satan. He is the Lord and master of condemnation, derisiveness, hatred, judgment. That's, that's his realm. God, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes shall not perish. And he won't let that happen. Remember the difference between death and perishing. Death is not Anything but leaving from one plane of existence and you're going and it all happens. Tomorrow is not promised. I could walk out my front door to walk my dogs down the street before I go to work and not finish the walk. Could happen. But see, the difference is that I know that I'm in God's hands. I know that God has something for me and until he's ready, I'm invincible. And there lies the truth. Until God says I'm finished, I am invincible. I don't go out and jump off of skyscrapers and jump off of bridges and walk out into traffic like some individuals I see doing out here, and it saddens me greatly. 
and quite honestly, I have to deal with it every single day. People will just think that they've, I, I don't know what they're thinking. I can't, I can't say that, I can't make that statement. All I can say is, man, because they just walk off out into traffic uh, without looking. Either way, they're not, they're, their mind is, is someplace other than where it should be. And this is what happens, and this is the plan of Satan. He wants our minds to be elsewhere other than in God and the Word. But the truth is that that is exactly where we need to be, not focusing on all those negative things. Don't focus on them. Be aware of them. There's a difference. Being aware of the enemy and hearing and knowing of the enemy is not focusing on the enemy. It's not glorifying the enemy. It's not giving him adulation and and putting him up on a pedestal. That's not what that's about. That's being knowing, aware, and cautious. But the perspective is that you focus on God, you focus on the word, you focus on the prayer, and not the lies that you will hear from the enemy. Because guess what? You're listening to that. You're not reading except only certain scriptures in the Bible. And you are already gone down that rabbit hole. And when I slip on that edge and I, I seek forgiveness... I get in the word, I'm in prayer. I have to be. I'm not going to listen to that judgment, the condemnation, the derision that Satan puts in the head. He wants me separated from God. He wants me to believe. And what are the, what are the, the thought processes that you go through when you do something in error? Self-condemnation, self-degradation, blame, blame, blame. Where does that all come from? Him, 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 the devil, devil, devil. Period. Oh, that was a term that they used for Robin Hood, the Prince of Thieves. There was a movie made like that. But see, here's the thing. The Prince of Darkness, the Prince of this world, the Prince of the Air, the Prince of Thieves. And what are they trying to steal? They're trying to steal your joy. They're trying to steal your happiness. They're trying to steal your walk with the Lord. Here's the reality. I've shared this before. Truth be told. They cannot just come and take it from you. They do not have that authority. If you let it go, of course they're going to walk away. They're like, uh, what, do they, what do they call them? The porch thieves. They come up and they steal your package and all that stuff. You didn't, you didn't want that to happen. You might have been at work and the package was there and they took off running with it. And now they got it. They stole it from you. Well, if you let your joy go, you let your happiness go, and you let all those things that the Lord tries to get you to focus on, if you let it go, yeah, then they got away with it. But here's the thing that you have to remember. Jesus, anointed of God, our Christ, gave us authority to step on the heads of the serpents, step on the scorpions, and gave us authority over the enemy himself. Yes, he did. And that's in the Bible. You should not doubt it. But in order to do that, and here's the thing, I don't walk in perfection. I don't claim to walk in a perfection because I'm not. The only thing in this world that's perfect was Jesus Christ, is Jesus Christ, is our Lord, the Holy Spirit. And until he who is perfect has come, there is nothing perfect in this world. And that happens when the Lion of the tribe of Judah returns with the host of heaven and comes to gather us. 
Some of us will go before, we'll be there, and then we'll come back with them. F allowed by the Lord God Almighty, the sovereign of all things created. But if you rebel and your focus isn't there, your perspective has been altered. So we need to have the perspective of that thing that he gives us. So we're going to return and I'm going to read some more from Brother John. And the truth of the word of God. So when John came and he was trying to tell everybody, warn them of the enemy and the things that were going on. And then, of course, you had uh, those arrogant, pharisaical, foolish men who came. They were Levites from Jerusalem, and they were just coming to question him. They They had already had made a determination. In case you're not aware, Levites came from the tribe of Levi originally, and they were said to be the and and the direct descendants of Aaron, incidentally. And that was uh, a matter of their credentials that they had to be that, and they had to be able to prove it. And they were set in charge. They were basically, um, <laughs> not to diminish what it was in the Jewish laws and all that, but the Levites are basically the heads of the church custodial. They took care of all the things. Uh, you know, the head priest just came in to uh, give Torah and, and go into the Holy of Holies. He was the only one allowed to do that. And then when he left, then the Levites came in, they cleaned everything up and they took care of the altar. They took care of all that stuff. And that was their job. So that's pretty much what they were. But they, they had a certain amount of authority. So when John the Baptist was speaking about our Lord Jesus Christ, they came to question him. And they came from Jerusalem um, to ask him, Who art thou? John 1, verse 20. And he confessed and denied not, but confessed, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, What then? Art thou Elias? And he saith, I am not. Art thou prophet? And he answered, No. And then said they unto him, Who art thou, that we may give an answer to them that sent us? What sayest thou of thyself? Now see, they were sent. They were the uh, they were the lower minions, and they were sent. They okay. You puppies, you go out there and you bring back the scraps, and you tell us what you found out. He said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as said the prophet Esaias. And they which were sent were of the Pharisees. Ooh. And they asked him and said unto him, Why baptize thou then, if thou be not that Christ nor Elias? Neither that prophet. John answered them, saying, I baptize with water. But there standeth one among you whom ye know not. He it is who coming after me is preferred before me, whose shoes latchet I am not worthy to unloose. These things were done in Bethabara, beyond Jordan, where John was baptizing. 
The next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him and said, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. This is he whom I said after me cometh the man which is preferred before me, for he was before me. And I knew him not, but that he should be made manifest to Israel. Therefore am I come baptizing with water. And John bare record, saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it abode on him. It stayed on him. Upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, the same as he which baptizes with the Holy Ghost. And I saw and bear record that this is the Son of God. Again the next day after John stood and two of his disciples, and looking upon Jesus as he walked, he said, Behold, the Lamb of God. And the disciples heard him speak, and they followed Jesus. Then Jesus turned and saw them following, and saith unto them, What seek ye? They said unto him, Rabbi, which is to say, being interpreted as master. Where dwellest thou? He saith unto them, Come and see. They came and saw where he dwelt, and abode with him that day, for it was about the tenth hour. One of the two which heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first findeth his own brother Simon and said unto him, We have found the Messiah, which is being interpreted the Christ. We have found the Christ. So if you seek that thing, that truth, that light, the light of the world is what he is called. The light of the world and the world is in darkness. You look around and say, but there's so many pretty things going on. There's so much this, there's so much that. Well, don't be lulled. See, the enemy will lull you into thinking that everything is beautiful. Yeah, everything is beautiful in its own way, to borrow from the Beatles. God's way is the way. There are many things beautiful out here, but the perspective is not to be fooled by the camouflage, because here's the thing that the enemy is very good at, camouflage, the art of deception. Don't be lulled and don't be fooled. And don't be like those label-hit Christians <clears throat> that put that on their forehead so people can see. But here's the thing. <clears throat> Pardon me. A lion doesn't have to come up and lean in and touch your nose with his nose and roar in your face for you to know that that's a lion. And John the Baptist did not declare himself anything except what he was. He did not claim to be. And he could have very easily claimed to be any of those prophets and all that, but his truth that he spoke was that I am not. I am only one who has come to prepare the way. That's what we need to do. We need to prepare the way. We need to share the truth of the word of God, the gospel that Jesus came for us to give us the opportunity to accept and believe, have faith, and follow. But if you want to be like the label heads and be deceived and buy into that white noise of interference and go that route, you have that choice. God gave us that choice. God gave us that choice. Choose wisely. Choose wisely. Seek his truth, his knowledge, and his wisdom.
the Holy Spirit will guide your steps and keep you on that path. My trip and fall, don't get swayed by untruth, condemnation, and ridicule. Don't get swayed by that. Be strong, be upright, be bold, and say, Lord, forgive me, I slipped and I tripped again. And it doesn't matter how many times you do it. There's the other thing. The enemy says, man, you've done this too many times. You think God's going to listen to you now? Yes, he will. Yes, he does. And he will forgive you each and every single time, and it doesn't matter the number of times. This is when Jesus got into that parable. Peter kept asking, well, how many times are we supposed to forgive a person? How many times, how many times, how many times? And Jesus turned around and started turning that into a teaching opportunity. How many times is God going to forgive you? Is God ever going to deny you? No, because he's a good, good father. He will forgive you, and he will draw you in. He's going to give you a hug that's so tight, it's going to feel like your joints are going to pop out. Then he's going to kiss you. He's going to smile at you and say, of course I do, my child. I love you. I love you. I want you to come home and I want you to be at home. That's the truth that you need to follow and not that of ridicule, condemnation, and blame and not self-ridicule, not self-degradation, not self-blame and not walking down that hill and slope and go, oh, I can't possibly go to church now. Look what I did. Look what I said. Oh, I can't do that. I can't possibly, I can't even face God. I'm so ashamed. And I say, it's exactly where Satan wants to keep you. And if you keep buying that and you believe that, then you're doing exactly what he wants you to do. Be bold, be upright, be courageous. You're in my prayers. Am I going out? Am I coming in? And God is with us.